Hey folks, how you doing? Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 189, brought to you the week of September 13th, 2023. <laughs> I'm your host, my name is James Kennison, this is my personal audio journal. How are you? I hope you're doing well. I am. I'm doing great. And uh, that's good, you know, it's always good to be doing great. Family updates. You guys love to hear about the family, so here we go. My wife, Jennifer... She made me some squash and artichokes roasted. This is new for me, and it wasn't bad. I don't know what it was about the 80s and the way they prepared vegetables, but it was not good. It was gross. They boiled everything, I think, or got it out of a plastic bag frozen. And squash, as I remember, it was really squishy like okra inside, and I hated it. But the way my wife made it, it was good. It was really good. Unfortunately, and the reason why I bring this up is while she was cooking, a glass jar of oil fell out of the cabinet and it broke. It hit the granite and just shattered everywhere. And oil went all over her, all over the floor. The dogs are trying to get at it. She's worried about glass and she's calling for me. And I didn't hear her. I wasn't there for her. <laughs> I was doing an interactive story recording with a listener for that story show. So she was up there by herself. She said she went into survival mode and she figured it out. She got paper towels. She cleaned everything up, but I came up just in time to help her finish. So I guess I redeemed myself a little bit. I got to vacuum up the last bit of the glass. I hate that. That was a bad husband. Jenna got her car towed. She was at school. You know, she's in college. And she had plenty of warning. They told her, you know, when we have ball games, you have to move your car out of the parking lot. You have to park it somewhere else. We have a special place for you. And she put it off and put it off. And then it was dark and she didn't want to walk by herself a whole mile to the car. So she didn't do it, and she thought she would get a ticket because in St. Louis, you don't really get in trouble for not doing what you're supposed to do with your car. She didn't get a ticket. She got towed. She had to learn an important life lesson, and she had to go to the office somehow, get there, and get her car back. She sent my wife $100 because it cost $100, and she put it on our credit card. But I was like, you know what? I bet she's learned enough. Life has been hard enough. So I sent her $100 from the podcast fund. And she thanked me in an email. She said, you saved my life. Thank you so much. And it made me very happy. Jay ran a track and field event. It was really good. I didn't go. Cause I went to the last one and I have a rule. I can't get too attached to these kids because they're going to move away one day, but he improved his previous time by like, I don't know, two to five minutes from last year. He came in 88th overall in the entire event. I don't know how many kids were running and he was the fastest on his team, which we're really excited about because the kid that was fastest on his team last year got a scholarship to his college to run track and field, I guess. So we're hoping Jay 
will get the same offer. That would be really good because we're already paying for one kid's college. It's going to be a stretch to pay for both. You think private school's expensive? College, much worse. Well, improv class comes back this Sunday. So I'm excited about that. A little trepidatious. Like I said, it's a whole community thing, and I don't know how well I'll fit. But my wife says that's normal. People get into painting or golf or, you know, whatever, and that's what they do. And this is a new and unique situation for me because the only place I've ever gone to make friends, honestly, has been church. And apparently people that don't go to church, they make friends in their leisure areas, you know, where they have shared experiences. I'm not opposed to making friends. It's been so long for me. It's been a decade since I've been out and done anything. So it's a little weird. I kind of just want to learn the skills and go on about my life, but I kind of want to get trapped into this world too. I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. Okay. I'll just play it by ear and I'll keep you updated. That's the most you can hope for from me. I'm sorry. Health and wellness. I uh, almost never drink soda anymore. It takes me forever to go through a 12 pack. I'm not ever probably going to completely quit soda because I want them with my meals. I've found like lunch and dinner, but during the day, let's just say my trash can near my desk is full of water bottles instead of Coke cans or soda cans. So I'm very impressed with my own darn self. And if nobody else is, I am. And I've got to say, I feel better. Like my stomach does better. I'm not all burpy all the time. And I'll tell you, when I drink a soda, I am overwhelmed with the flavor of the thing. So I think I enjoy it more because I'm not used to it. Luckily, I don't hate water. You know how a lot of people have to turn water into something else to be able to drink it? Matter of fact, I heard there's a whole TikTok called Water Talk. It's a whole community on TikTok where people are transforming their water into some sort of soda. I mean, they claim it's still water, but they're putting pumps of flavoring in it and all kinds of powders and mixing. And they're like a daggum bartender mixing these drinks that they claim are still water but i don't have to do that i'm very glad i can handle water i like it it's okay i can drink a whole bottle in one go actually if i need to if i'm a little behind i don't know how much good it does me because it just comes right out but my wife and i even talked about that aspect of it where It goes right through you and it makes sense. There's nothing for your body to process when you drink water. You know, I don't know what your body takes out of it other than hydration, but it's definitely not having to process anything like it does with soda because soda has salt. Soda has aspartame. Soda has flavorings and colorings and all kinds of stuff that your body has to filter out and that stuff's getting into your system and all that. I don't know. But water goes right through you, and soda doesn't. (laughs) My health coach says that I'll get used to this amount of water, and I kind of have, but I'll just say I look forward to getting more used to it. 
Every week, I'm adding five minutes to my walk time. And so this week, I'm up to 25 minutes a day, which is great because I am getting more of my show in and it's working out really well. And it's hardly any effort. It is getting to the point where I'm really noticing that it takes time. I mean, it's 25 minutes and my goal is to possibly get into the 40 minute range. So it's going to take more and more of an hour to get where I want to be. But that's good. I mean, that was my goal is to be able to get through an entire show. I skipped the counselor this week and I skipped recording an episode of that story show and we had a guest host and everything and I had to cancel it all. And it was because I didn't sleep. I didn't sleep good. I haven't been sleeping good at all. I think I mentioned that last week. It's been really bad, but I did meet with my doctor and I mentioned it to her and she upped a prescription that I was on a while back. And so Ambien hopefully will help me to fall asleep and stay asleep. Because when I was on Ambien, I would sleep, I would fall asleep, but I would wake up at like 3.34 a.m. like clockwork and couldn't go back to sleep. So I don't like being dependent on medication like Ambien, but I also don't like sleeping until 2.30 in the afternoon when I'm feeling like I can, when I feel like I do now where I can actually get stuff done. So it's a trade-off I'm willing to make. Because I hated skipping out on the counselor. I kind of canceled last minute. Obviously, skipping a recording of that story show when I had a guest was really bad. I've emailed the guest. I have apologized. They were very gracious, but I doubt I'll get them back. It was a female comedian. It's really funny. I was really looking forward to having her. But if we lost her, that's just a lesson learned for me. Now, the next day, I had a great night's sleep. And I got up and I felt so creative that I got up and recorded a That Story Show by myself as a character that I do named Jojo the Christian Clown. And Jojo the Christian Clown kind of sounds like this. And he's completely different. And he talks special. He loves to come in and take over my microphone. This week he talked about a lot of stuff. And he created all the stories. And he read them all. And he did it all for the glory of God. So, hallelujah. So anyway, JoJo and I were going to do it together where I talked and interviewed him. But then I was like, no, I got a better idea for a story. The story is he was walking down the street. He broke into my house. He got into the basement, saw that everything was set up for a GOK. I mean, for a, that story show. And he recorded and somehow did it and posted it. And I don't know how he would have done all that, but he did. And uh, at the end of the episode, I catch him. So many of you listen to that story show. You've probably already experienced it. So hopefully I'm not spoiling anything. Maybe you didn't know I was Jojo. <laughs> if you listen to Red School Bus, you've heard Jojo. Because during the intro, he actually talks. So listen for his voice. Why does that school bus have all those red lights on it? Why does that school bus have the red lights on it? Why does that school bus have a spotted dog? A spotted dog. Why is that school bus putting out a fire? Why is it putting out a fire? 
right. So, yeah, why are those firemen on a red school bus? I don't think anybody actually questions red school bus because I get fan stuff once in a while, and it's always school buses that are red. The joke is, as you can tell from what JoJo's saying, you know, why are there firemen on this red school bus? Why is there a spotted dog? He's obviously confused a fire engine with a red school bus. And even the logo for the show is a fire engine. (laughs) I still think it's funny, even if nobody gets it. So what am I reading, watching, and doing with myself? I'm recording a bunch of stuff. I started that new podcast, Not Quite Christlike. I hope you'll check it out. Let me know what you think. Uh, It's been doing pretty good. I've gotten 200 downloads on the first episode, and that's been three weeks now. I'll Usually you count your success by what it's done after four weeks. But for a first episode straight out of the box with as little promotion as I've done, I think that's really good. I think it's really good. It's heading in the right direction. I've already written the sermonette for episode three, and I can give you a preview of it or a spoiler for it. How about that? We're going to talk about being thankful in our adversities because last week's was kind of weird. We talked about how to love a God that says no. And so I want to balance it out a little bit by how to be thankful when we're struggling and being thankful in those struggles. It's something that I struggled with for years until I figured it out and figured out what the Bible actually says about it, because you have to balance that against the idea that God's yoke is easy and his burden is light. So God knows that our life is going to be full of struggle. So he doesn't add a lot of stuff on top of it to make it harder. If you know what a yoke is, it means that it's two animals yoked together. God is there to help to pull and and to get you in sync with him. If you're struggling with your relationship with God, there's a good chance that we're doing it wrong because it's not supposed to be difficult. Yes, a relationship takes maintenance and it takes communication, but it doesn't have to be a drain on you because his yoke is easy. So anyway, we're going to talk about taking out some of the pressure and the stress of being grateful, of living a life of joy. So I hope you'll tune in to Not Quite Christ-like and and look it up in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and check it out. That would be great. So that's one of the things I'm doing. What I'm watching, I kind of split off from Silo for a while. I've been watching that on Apple TV Plus, but I've switched over because my brother, David, told me about this show on Hulu called The Patient. It's got Steve Carell in it some other guy, but you wouldn't recognize him because he's not playing a comedic role. It is total drama. It is total suspense. It's really great. I'll give you the log line from Hulu. The Patient is a psychological thriller from the minds of Joel Fields and Joe Weisenberg about a therapist, Alan Strauss, Steve Carell, who's held prisoner by a patient, Sam Fortner, Dom Hall Gleason who reveals himself to be a serial killer. Sam has an unusual therapeutic demand for Alan to curb his homicidal urges. So 
It's really, really good. He's taken prisoner. The bad guy's convinced that Steve's character can help him. You get to experience it through his eyes as a counselor and a therapist. And it's really good. The episodes are only 20 minutes. And that's what I was talking about with walking. This show is a show I only watch when I'm walking. I finish one in 20 minutes. And then I start the next one for five minutes. And then I have to pause it. And I'm in suspense, you know. And it's gotten out of sync because then the next episode I watch for 15 minutes. And I watch 10 minutes of the next episode. And then I have to wait. And then the next one, I watch 10 minutes of the episode and 15 minutes of the next one. So it really is confusing for me, but I'm getting through the episodes. I don't even know how many there are, but it's really good. So if you like good stories and you're looking for good stuff on all the crap that's out there on all the streaming stations, Hulu has the patient. I finished Atomic Habits by James Clear. I am currently restarting and re-listening to that book. But when I need a break from that style of book, I just downloaded a brand new one. It's the first book in the Jack Reacher series. And you've heard of Jack Reacher because Tom Cruise did a movie a while back. And then there's a show, I don't know what streaming service it's on, called Reacher. But it's about this dude that's like super awesome at everything he does he's like super confident he's super strong and he knows about military stuff and all this kind of stuff but the first one is by lee child and it's called killing floor the first reacher novel and there's like 23 of these jokers so if i like it ah i'm you know setting myself up for something great and i like the show the show is really good because you can never catch Jack Reacher. I mean, he was like Jack from 24. You know, Jack always knew what to do. And he always had a solution. And he would do anything it took to get to justice. And I think that was the inspiration. They, they got it from this guy. So looking forward to that. I want to address the self-hate episode last week. Last week was a little weird. I'll admit. A lot of stuff was revealed about my past you know, when you start doing that and you start digging deep, the weird stuff comes out. So I've been feeling weird about it all week. I didn't get any feedback this week. So that, that proved to me that it was too weird for people to even respond to. So here's what I've sat with and thought about over the week. I don't believe that I asked for this. Okay. What the vision thing that I talked about really did happen. My desire to be rebuilt from the ground up by God, because I felt at the time that I was not what God wanted me to be. That was real, but I didn't ask for what was given to me. And I don't believe God did it to me. I do believe that he knew it was coming. I do believe it's within the possibility that he synchronized my desire to be rebuilt and reformed. If you think about the potter and the clay you know, story. And I believe that he has used this to do the same thing that I kind of arrived at last week, stripping away all the crap and even the stuff I thought was me, like my gifts and my talents and all that kind of stuff. Obviously I didn't lose them. So it's more metaphorically him stripping me down to make me aware that he loves me by myself 
without the perks, in spite of the crap, down there in my core, loving me and growing me from that. That's where I am now. As a result of that, I have decided to stop hating myself because I believe that all of the stuff that has happened to me has been for a purpose or even if it didn't have a purpose, it has resulted in a outcome that is favorable and I am a better person than I was. I've talked in the past about my temper. My humility is there. And I don't say that proudly. I say that because I'm humiliated. I live off my wife's paycheck in a basement, but I'm trying to bloom where I've been planted. And I've been planted inside this room in my basement behind this computer. And I'm doing what I can do. And that's the best I can do. So there we go. There's addressing last week. It was weird, but I think something good came of it. Let's talk a little bit about the book Atomic Habits. Now, it's a good book. I really suggest it to anybody that is struggling with bad habits or making good habits happen in their life. I'm a person that has bad habits. Some of those bad habits were like drinking soda. I didn't have a problem with it, but I realized, you know, when my health coach told me it wasn't good for me and aspartame is probably going to be officially labeled as a cancer causing agent. I needed to go ahead and flush it, you know, and get it out of my system. Water, I wasn't drinking water at all. All of my hydration was coming from sodas with all that sodium and stuff like that. It it wasn't good for me. So I have changed that habit about myself. Some of them aren't easy. Like I haven't run the water thing through the atomic habits deal. I just started small. I started with a couple of waters instead of sodas. And I just kept adding more and more. I had a goal of how many I'm supposed to drink. I'm supposed to drink six a day. And then I decided instead of getting rid of soda completely, I would just have it during meals. And that was a way for me to reward myself for drinking water. And of course it helped that I didn't hate water, like I said earlier. So it works out really good. But Atomic Habits, the whole concept is making 1% changes and restructuring and reframing how you make lifestyle changes. For instance, one of my goals, and I've said this before, and I'm humiliated that it's an issue, but anybody with depression will tell you showers are not bad, but preparing to take a shower, the idea of getting in the shower is horrifying. It is so much labor. It is, I don't know why, but it is consistent with every person with depression that I've ever talked to that cleaning themselves, getting there is horrifying. And I still deal with the after effects of that because I've associated so much stress and pain with showering that I've told you I've been mindful when I do take showers. I've been trying to remember that I enjoy it, that it's cleansing, that it makes me feel good. It makes me feel good for the day. It makes me put on good clothes and my wife, likes it. There's nothing but good stuff about keeping myself clean, but rather than choosing the habit of I'm going to shower every day, Atomic Habit says, I'm a person who is always clean. And so that's a lifestyle habit forming concept. 
I'm going to take a shower every day sounds like a burden, but I am a man who is always clean is such a positive statement. It makes you want to achieve that automatically. I have to take a shower every day. Ugh. Or I am a man who is always clean. That sets something in your heart and in your mind right. And I've been sticking with that. I decided it a few days ago and I have been a man who is always clean. And so it doesn't dictate when I take a shower. It just says when I'm not feeling my best, it's time to jump in there and do what I do. But then there's 1% habits where you improve things by 1%. You don't take a shower because that's still hard for me. I just set the knob to hot water. That's what I do. I can do that. I can set the knob to hot water. That's not hard. That's easy. That's an easy thing to do. But by the time I do that, I've already secretly crossed over the line and I'm ready to jump in and do what I need to do to be a man who is always clean. My goal is not to exercise every day. I'm a man who is going to be in good shape. Exercising every day sucks, but being a man, not becoming a man, but being a man who is going to be in good shape, it sits different in your brain. And the 1% change is helping me to get on the treadmill is watching a favorite show that I only watch when I'm walking. So I reward myself for the good behavior. And I'm really excited about that. And I hope that this has been some sort of help to you. This is a short one. I'm all done. And no tears. <laughs> it's like baby shampoo. This show has been brought to you by our patron supporters with special thanks to Carrie Wright, Carrie Bernhardt, and Michael Jones. Get your show perks, including a GOK sticker and weekly bonus audio content today at patreon.com slash GOK. I'll see you guys next week. Thank you so much for listening. God bless.